Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans... Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Well, hello again, everybody. Charlie Lorian here. This is Crook and Chase Nashville Chats, direct from world-famous Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee, where we have a chance to encounter so many country stars on a regular basis. And I got to tell you, these folks, especially the musicians, are crazy. I love them. (laughs) They are the most creative people, the most fun people to be around, and we have two of the best in the business. Vince Gill, wonderful vocalist, wonderful musician. And then you have Paul Franklin, who has a history and just constantly nominated as the top musician on that steel guitar. Oh, listen, uh, Paul is an icon. He has played with legendary artists such as, of course, Vince Gill, but also Sting, George Strait, Alan Jackson, Shania, Barbara Streisand, even Megadeth. Any big big acts? (laughs) Really? So Paul's (laughs) ability, and Vince's too, no, no boundaries. And I think that's why they so enjoy collaborating, as they've done once again on this new album. Yeah, 10 years ago, they did a thing called Bakersfield, primarily uh, focusing on the West Coast music and the influence out there. Yeah, Merle Haggard, Buck Owens. Yeah, exactly. And now they put together a tribute to Ray Price. It's called uh, Memories, Ray Price, Sweet Memories. And uh, they focus also on the Cherokee Cowboys, Ray's band. Now, this this band has a history. And uh, don't you know these two guys have history? So uh, you know the stories are going to start flying. And yes, they do in this particular interview. Well, it actually began with you. Well, yeah, before we get to the actual interview, just a, a little setup here. So when we walked in to talk with Vince Gill and Paul Franklin, mm-hmm. I had been looking through our archives, Charlie, and I found this picture of Vince and me from about, oh my gosh, I'm thinking maybe 25, 30 yeah, years probably. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I, Charlie, were hosting uh, the amazing festival, Jamboree in the Hills. Wheeling, West Virginia. We had just introduced Vince and his band. They mm-hmm. were performing on stage. I was side stage, just watching and enjoying. Well, in the middle of the song, during an instrumental, Vince Gill does what he rarely does. He put his guitar down. <laughs> he grabbed me to the center of the stage and started slow dancing with oh, me. Oh, yes. And the crowd went wild, and that is a picture I cherish. So I brought it along for the interview to remind Vince. And so this is more historic than I thought. It is. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the only other time I danced other than that, and I, I wouldn't have remembered that, of course. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't remember dancing. Thanks. Well, no, that's not a good move. <laughs> it's that good, huh? That wasn't romantic. No, it wasn't. At all. It's Amy like and I had met doing this Christmas show in '93, 
and I'm obviously smitten. Yes. Uh, you know, as life would bear out. But mm -hmm. she she said something. She said, "You know, it'd be really cool." She's singing this one song. She says, "If you if you like come out came out and danced with me." And I went, out of your mind. I'm not gonna I don't dance and I've got a top hat. I liked her so much I waltz I walked out there and danced with her in the middle of the T V show. And she says, Knowing you now, I knew that was <laughs> wow. that was high well, I must say just now, you took me in your arms, yeah. and you twirled me around a little bit, and it, it felt very natural, and you're very smooth. And here's the other reason I don't dance. It was impolite as a musician. Really? To, to go into a club and if band was playing to dance, it was like you weren't listening to them. Okay. It was out of respect. So. Paul, is that the way you feel about it? Yeah. Paul's a hell of a dancer. <laughs> Whatever he says. He's I, a, I, he's I, a <laughs> flat. <laughs> no, you've been playing a club, you know, and you're into it. I mean, yeah. The, the, the whole thing going on, like Vince says, and then everybody hits the dance floor, and they're trying to, you know, make moves on each other, and you're just like a... We're noise. We're yeah, background we're, noise. Yeah, you're noise. Yeah. You're we're background, background noise. Yeah. We still are. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. Play casino. They'll bear that out. Yeah. You know, da hey. Dancers hear the beat a different way, and, and like musicians hear it like... A, you know, it's hard for me. I'll be dancing, then I'll hear a really cool 16th note or thing. All of a sudden, jerk the partner and you know it's not a good thing i've never really thought about this yeah. the fact that uh you know musicians are up there performing playing their hearts out yeah. playing their hearts out yeah. and, and you're ignoring them and we look at it from the standpoint of being in the audience and on the dance floor as a whole different ball game yeah, yeah. of course yeah but now in where i'm from oklahoma texas that's how that's how you know they like you I was going to tell you the dance, same thing yeah. because yeah. I spent if a couple dance. of years working in yeah. Texas. Yeah. And to me, it was a compliment. Was. I always felt it was because you moved me to get up. To dance. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it just was, have that vibe. That's so. how they mm -hmm. showed their respect to you down yeah. where, I, where I'm from. So they danced. You know, and, and Paul, I'll I tell you what, in doing homework to visit with you guys today, in addition to listening mm -hmm. to the album, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Which we didn't, but that's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wait a minute. Anyway. You oh. did not research your own album? No, he didn't listen to it. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, I've got my comments coming yeah, up. Okay. Don't worry. But, Paul, I was, in, in checking on you, Paul, you, you toured with Barbara Mandrell. You, you did right. a lot of touring. I know you're still doing some touring. Mm -hmm. And then you decided to stop and do the studio work, and you worked with all the country greats like George Strait, Vince Gill, Sting, Megadeth, you know, the country yeah, favorites. I couldn't keep a job. <laughs> <laughs> got one shot. <laughs> I got you. So um, you're nominated over the years 30 times for Musician of the Year. Do you still practice every day? Oh, you got to practice. Really? You know, but I don't, it's not a chore. It's like, it's, I love, you know, I'm always hearing music and Vince will tell you, we hear things in our head and it's like you got to grab an instrument to see, hey, where does that lay? How did, would that work? And yeah. And you know, you're just always working on, a, you know, a more perfect picture. Well, obviously, as you know, Charlie listed there, you can work with anybody you want to work with. Why do you keep going back to Vince? And I don't mean that well, in a derogatory way, Vince. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> That's okay. Vince, I can take it. Vince just looks I can at me like, wow. <laughs> see if well, I dance with you again. Well, why not? <laughs> Kept stepping on my damn toes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more ways than one, don't I? <laughs> I think as musicians, we're drawn. It's a call and response. So we're drawn to singers that can really deliver. And and he has perfect pitch. I've never, 
been on stage with them for years. Well, I've known him since, what, 45 years? 40-something years, yeah. yeah. So I've never heard him fudge a pitch. Hmm. You know, it's like a hearing a master violinist, you know, and, and like that, they're just perfect, and, and uh, he's the same way. But it's inspirational. There's heart in every note. And I play an instrument that's also emotional. So I'll, I'll hear him sing something or, you know, like any great sing, singer at that level, and there are very few. But, uh, you know, it's an inspirational. You know, I hear it, and I might not do it that day, but I'll go back and I'll think, man, he did this twist on this melody I played for 20 years. And you <laughs> kind of figure out what, he, what they do and add that to your wheelhouse. Now, on this album, you make a steel cry. The point. I was yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I, that's yeah. That's what I wanted to do. But you know, the history of Ray Price was uh, okay. The steel guitar, pedal steel guitar that we hear that, that we know was also being innovated in the late fifties when Ray Price, you know, started having his career, and he he hired Buddy Emmons, who's one of, he's our uh, you know Charlie Parker you know he he innovated the instrument at and a lot of that was done on Ray Price records through the years and yeah. and on George, he also recorded with everybody but but uh, so that's what I tried to do Buddy was very much and Jimmy Day were very much soulful players first above all things and so you know that's what I tried to do in my own way you know we're both not into copying. Uh, you know, because that those are Rembrandts, right? Ray Price. So, Good so we wanted it. to just do bring ourselves in using the same concept. Hey, can but, I go back to something you said real quick about Vince's perfect voice? I mean, everybody has a bad day every now and then. So, Vince, what was your worst performance? Do you remember? And, and like, were you? This went might home? be it right here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you know what? I didn't, I didn't want yeah. to say anything, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. You know, there are nights you you know you know you're tired. Your voice wears out. It gets yeah. You know, and I have nights like that where I can't sing like I normally do, so I drop the the keys of songs. Uh, okay. So I don't have to push as much air, and you know. Okay. Obviously, you know. Hey, no, Lorianne, I haven't told you this, but what? this is the second time I've seen Mr. Gill here in, in the past week or so because Karen and I were having a late lunch at a deli over in Green Hills. Mm-hmm. And we were on our way out, and there's Vince and Amy having a late lunch as well. Oh, okay. So I'm just curious. After visiting a deli, can you hit the high notes on Danny Boy? Sure. <laughs> no problem. Right. Got enough creative grease in there. You can do anything. <laughs> Paul's over there going, no, I can't. There's no way. He can't do that. Okay, so let's get serious here. Speaking of crying and shedding a few tears, is this story that Bill Anderson tells true? Mm-hmm. Where the first time you really saw Ray Price singing, you just backstage and it all, the emotion came out. Why? And what was that? Because it matters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's your DNA. It's what you've given your life to. And when you hear, when you hear things, I remember the first time, you know, that was the first time I'd gotten to hear Ray live. I remember the first time I heard Merle Haggard live mm-hmm. and it was in a bar. In wow. Colorado, and it oh was one of the gosh. greatest experiences of my life. Yeah. How long had you been a fan of Ray's before you heard this first performance? Well, the whole time. You know, I love those those beer joint country shuffles. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Country music is great because of those. You know, and, and there's great ballad singers, and ballads are fun. I'm a ballad singer, for the most part. But man, give me that honky tonk stuff that 
that makes you tap your mm-hmm. toe and fiddle comes in and swinging and all that stuff mm-hmm. is feels well, I was like say, You guys are middlemen when you think about it because you're taking what I think is some wonderful foundation of country music and translating to a new generation. That has to mm-hmm. give you a new feeling and, and obviously a sense of excitement, doesn't it? Well, it, it is, but, you know, we're, we're – um, I, when we play, when we perform this, we're doing it because we love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a remembrance. You know, it's like, oh, it's like when you go back to your old home place, you know, and you hadn't been there in 10 years. You want to go find little, like I was walking over here by the creek, you, all your little stories. Well, this music brings out all of our stories, you know, the things we studied and, and uh, you know, you mentioned crying steel guitar. Well, mm-hmm. for me, it was Buddy Emmons. I got to be that. That guy and Vince got to, you know, the greatest songs. Listen to the melodies of those songs that are on this record. They're, they're incredible. And uh, to be a singer at, at that level, it, it has to be great to be able to sing something like that. Hey, I've got to know, I, this backstage thing, I mean, did, did Ray see the emotion he brought out in you, or did you try to hide that? I don't think so. Okay. All right. He was too busy trying to hit the high notes after crew meal. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how well did you know him? Because, oh, my goodness, he was on our show so many times. The funniest dude yeah. ever. In fact, his stories about Willie and whoever sure. in the business were so bizarre, they had to be true. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, just I, – I just – I remember uh-huh. I remember sitting with him at the at an award show one year, ACM's out in L.A. and it hadn't been that long ago and and I leaned over to him and I said I bet you five hundred dollars they don't play one shuffle tonight and he started <laughs> howling. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take that. Back. I, yeah. My my Ray Price story. Oh dear, are you going to okay. tell it? Uh, yeah, may as well. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to air it. Okay. <laughs> we may have to edit it. Well, maybe. I'm working Channel 4. I'm doing the midday show, Channel 4 magazine yeah. over there. This is like in the early 80s. And Ray's the guest on the show. You know, he comes in, he's got on the brown suit, as you would imagine, and right. uh, matching cowboy boots, just real classy and everything. Yeah. And we're in the green room down there at the bottom of the steps as you come in from Channel 4. And I always like to go out and say hello to the guests. I say, hey, you know, see what kind of mood they're in, that sort of thing, before we go on the air live. And uh, he said, man, just a little, little tense. Myself. So he, without hesitation, reached down, pulled up his pants leg, grabbed a reefer out of his boot, <laughs> fired it up. I'd bet that I would oh, bet yeah. hundred dollars on that. Great guest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, awesome. we had all kinds of. Oh, he's remembering stuff from the forties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember yeah. we we did um, we did some show together in up in D.C. or something. I was kind of hosting it and bringing people on and off and. And he went out there and just destroyed this audience. You know, killed it. <laughs> and he was gonna—he was—he was gonna get an encore, and he uh, wasn't sure if he was gonna go back out. And I went over and I put my arm around him. I said, "Man, I said if you do, Danny boy, I said you'd kill him." And he looked at me and goes, "Damn, son, you want blood." <laughs> 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 I like the way you guys translate things yeah, back yeah. Like things like that. That's good. Okay, much more on the way with Paul Franklin and Vince Gill, including the unbelievable number of appearances Vince has made on other artists' records. Can you believe that number he gave us, Lori? Yeah, it's much more than 100. Woo! And just who was it in Ray Price's band that once jumped out of a hotel window? <laughs> well, Paul knows who and why. That's coming up on Crook and Chase Nashville Chats. Check the back seat.
Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. So how do you describe, <laughs> both of you, what made him great and how... On this project, did you bring out the elements of that greatness? I think he just opened his mouth, and it was undeniable. It's not any different than when you hear Chris Stapleton sing today. Yeah. He opens his mouth, and you go, okay, game over. He's just great. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Ray Price is and was. You know, it was just, it was undeniable. He sang different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. He sang in a way that when it came on, you you knew you didn't have to go through a long list of who it might be. You knew exactly who it was every time mm-hmm. he opened his mouth. Whether it was singing like Hank in these early days, he kind of sang like Hank Williams a little bit, and then he started doing the shuffles, and then he got a little more cosmopolitan with the big strings, a little more, you know, broad broad voiced balladeer. And but it didn't matter what what it was that he did, he could do it. And we tried to borrow from a little bit of all of those periods of his career, not just the shuffles from the late fifties. We mm-hmm. we did Danny Boy. We did a couple of you know, a couple of crooners. You wouldn't know love until it until it looked you in the eye and mm-hmm. whatnot. But we also did Weary Blues from his Hank Williams years of being friends with Hank and so we just you know, we just following what we what we love. It's all we can do. Mm-hmm. You talk about the music um, and having fun with the music. Let's talk about the lyrics here, because you hear songs like The Same Two Lips, written by Marty Robbins, right. mm-hmm. Kissing Your Picture, written by Tillis, Wayne Walker, and Ray himself. The lyrics, when you listen to it, are very simple, but they are classic. They, mm-hmm. they're all, As you said, they're like Rembrandts. Well, the, the, I think the key to a great song is making it timeless, where a lyric if it was written 70 years ago, it would still be applicable today. It would still move you. It would mm-hmm. still be emotional. And, and that's what, I mean, I'm a songwriter, and I, I try to write songs that, in a way that you would speak them. You know, they're not full of prose and full of cleverness and, and poetry and things like that. They're how we would talk. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what people are drawn to, is hearing songs that say what maybe they don't know how to say. In a relationship or something, and they go, well, like this guy, I, I wish I could say, I've had a million guys come up to me and say, man, I wish I could tell my spouse or tell my my friend or my mm-hmm. companion, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I wish I could tell them how you, what you say in some of these songs. So that's that's all it is. And these guys are, you know, you, you, you look at that list of songwriters, Willie, Hank Cochran, you know, Mickey Newberry. Yeah. It just goes mm-hmm. on and on yeah. and on. Sure. And, you yeah. know, well, no wonder they're great because those songwriters mm-hmm. all 
proved to be the best of the best. You guys are messing with royalty. You know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah we're afraid yeah. doing this. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. scared. But hey, look, it's uh, oh, you're, you've never been scared no. of anything, Vince. No. Um, so, you know, it is one thing, Vince, like you're talking about, to uh, express uh, feelings and emotions with um, voice, with a great voice such as yours and, and Ray's, mm. and with lyrics. Both of you are also just the best of the best musicians. How much more difficult is it or not to express that same kind of emotion through your hands and through the mm-hmm. instrument? I'll tell you what was told to me. I, I joined uh, Jerry Reed's band, which I couldn't believe a steel guitar player was going to get to play with Jerry Reed. <laughs> and, uh, and I was in awe. And, of course, I'm thinking all the fast stuff and all that. And, and, uh, and he, one moment on the bus, he said, just, just settle down. You know, and he said, and I, I said, well, I don't know if people are going to like this instrument, you know, because he was giving me solos, and I didn't know if they'd like it. And he said, if you love it, every note you play, he said, they all follow you. Wow. And and that was, you know, and then I heard that in other ways through, you know, mentors like Pete Drake and players forward that as I'd get in the studio and with Vince, a lot of times, uh, when I call your name, I don't know if we told the story before, but... Um, I tracked with the band, and so I played what I played, and I was playing within the boundaries of what everybody else was doing in the town. You know, I was I was playing some traditional music with George Strait and Alan Jackson, and getting to play. But Vince wanted to go back farther back in time, where he said, "I just want that steel to cry." So he calls me into overdub. I said, "You sure?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, but but uh, he brought Barry Beckett back in. And we replayed, you know, the intros and the, oh and the turnarounds. And he said, no, I want to go back. So I kind of, it was great. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and then, and I actually loved, after I, I got to play it, I loved what I played. On the session date, I was half love and half thinking, okay, this is what I can do. But when, when he said, all right, feel this thing. Yeah. Vince, you were right. Yeah, yeah. once. Well, listen, you, you guys are automatic when it comes to playing the music. And in light of all we've discussed about this project here, um, the fact that you're dealing with classic songs, the fact that you're bringing back some wonderful music and introducing to a new audience, how challenging was it? Or how difficult was it? Or was it just easy peasy? No, I think it was easy in the way that all we can do is what we do, you know. Mm-hmm. When when I play something, if I'm if I'm playing guitar, I before I play it, I go in my head. I go, how would I sing this? Yeah, and that's what informs me what to do. When I'm singing something, I would say to myself, how do, how would I play this? And I, I it all comes from the same spirit, the same heart, yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think sound alike records are boring. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can. Ape a record note for note and go, yeah, well, you haven't proved anything. And yeah. but the but yeah. the thing that I that I that is hard to do, is hard to, I guess, you know, deal with is is more the the comparison. You know, when you put something out and you take on something that someone that was great, I think they they think in their minds that if they're gonna be critical of it, well, who do you think you are thinking you can do a better job of of that song, I said, we don't think we can do a better job. We're doing a different job. Yeah. We just love what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're doing it because we love it and we revere it and we respect it. And and so when it when it when it comes back to you as, you know, that 
comparison. I like the original better. I like the other. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a competition. No, this it's music not. has never been about who's it's, better, who's any. Oh, of those like you yeah. said, it's about love, uh-huh. and it's yeah. about honoring what you love. Mm-hmm. Quick yeah. question, really fast. Both of you are just mega collaborators, just so good at it. But I was just thinking this morning: is there any genre? Or any artist, you don't have to name names because I know you're both gentlemen, but that, that you probably wouldn't collaborate with because it's not in your heart? Or can you do anything? Well, I, I can't speak for Paul, but um, someone was shocked to find out, you know, I've worked on, I don't think I've worked on as many records as Paul, but well over a thousand artists' records in my career. Really? And, yeah. And I not one time have ever asked them to send me what it is that they want me to work on. Mm-hmm. To me, then that puts me in the in the the position of judgment and saying, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that because I don't like it." I would never want to project that onto mm-hmm. anybody. So, I've said yes to everything that I that has ever come across my desk wow. that I could, and I and I and I give them fair warning. I said, "Hey, I, this may not work. Feel free to fire me. You know, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> you know, you so won't Paul, hurt my that's, feelings." That's the reason you started working with him. Yes. Well, Have you I fired guess. him yet, Paul? <laughs> Paul said, you can't fire me. You can yeah, only you can. free me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Ray's band, the Cherokee Cowboys, that's looking at the launching pad for so many artists like uh, Paycheck, yeah. Roger Miller, Willie Nelson. Lord knows when that band came in town on tour, you locked the door. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Have you heard stories about the Cherokee Cowboys? I mean, I, I really haven't. I mean, I've worked with Ray and all that, but we never talked about the band. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, that just other than they're great, there are a lot of funny stories. I don't know how many we could tell here, but there's, <laughs> there's one they hired. Ray hired Buddy Emmons when he was a, a kid. And I don't know the, if there's a punchline to it, but anyway, they got it tickled at him because as you would be 30 and 40 year old players with this they were always daring buddy to do things and so they said he had this cape because he'd seen some comic and he was running around like that and like he could fly he he got he was enthused about the cape you know uh, going you know airborne and someone said well i bet you couldn't jump off this hotel and fly and buddy they said buddy just without missing a beat it was about one story up but he fell down, and I think he broke his arm. Yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they were, you know, they were like, you know, they, they traveled at a time when they didn't have um, Apple TV on the bus, satellites, and they couldn't yeah. watch anything, and and so they entertained themselves. All Jumping those, out of a window, I mean, that's just tame. That's, I guess. Yeah, so. that's tame or whatever. There's all the Johnny Cash stories. <laughs> okay, so this is okay. Very last question. Got to go here, yeah. but um, so this is weird. We have had just the blessing and the thrill of interviewing like Grand Funk Railroad, Three Dog Night, and all oh, yeah. these people, and just asking them about these wild stories about these crazy parties and things that they did. And they basically said, yeah, they were true because we just wanted to live and be rock and roll and live mm-hmm. that life. Have either of you ever just gone nuts and tried to be rock and roll, at least for one night or a week, and just go crazy? Well... <laughs> He's looking excuse at me, me. like, me. Paul. Okay, raise your right hand. Okay, yeah. have you noticed, Charlie, they're both silent now. Yeah, I know, they're yeah. staring I, at each I've other. I've been pretty tame. Yeah. The only thing I ever did was drink too much. Okay. Know, yeah. Act a fool. But I tour with a guy now that, that wrote the book on 
on crazy, Joe Walsh. You know, yeah. He would, he would yeah. remodel hotel rooms. You yeah. know? Well, and remind me to tell you, I can't, don't have time here, but the time I judged the Miss USA pageant with Joe Walsh by my side. There you go. Oh, there. Yeah. I, I rest it's, my it's case. It's a whole thing that yeah. you'll love. <laughs> you're great with the Eagles. You really are. Thanks, and I know Beth. you're hanging with Stapleton now. Yes. Too, so yeah. congratulations oh to both of you. This Thank is a you. wonderful project. Thanks for doing it. Oh, great. my God. Thank you so good much. to see you, old friends. Yeah. Oh, you it is, it's a thrill just to, to know you and be with you for this long, yeah. for sure. Thank you. You're a hell of a dancer. <laughs> Thank Charlie. you. Say something and nice so are you, Benny. <laughs> I don't think he had any compliments for your dancing, Lorianne. I don't know what he was talking about there at the end. It uh, sounded like you and Vince have danced together. No, maybe. no, no. Of course not. Of course. You know, the thing is, we've known both those guys forever. And when you sit there in the studio, you can just start... Uh, Having fun jabs with one another it brings out a lot of their personality. They're wonderful people and tremendous talents, and you can see the gleam in their eye. They love what they do. Oh, they absolutely do, and I'm telling you, if you want to just hear the type of magic that the best in the business can make, mm-hmm. not only individually, but together. Get this album, Sweet Memories, the music of Ray Price yeah. and the Cherokee Cowboys. And what they do, they find some songs, I think you mentioned, uh, they find songs that you really haven't heard, and they put their spin on it. That's and it's, right. it's really fascinating They call to it deep cuts. They're going to deep yeah. into to albums, music that maybe people haven't heard in a you while. Got All right, my friends, we've got your country covered right here. Be sure to listen to the Crook and Chase Countdown every weekend. It's on hundreds of radio stations all across America and streaming on iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Crook and Chase. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.